0: Why don't we start by me telling you what I feel about etudes as, you see, when I was young, I truly despised them. I remember waiting for a lesson at the Blair School of Music in Nashville, Tennessee. I guess I must have been around 14 years old. While I was waiting outside my teacher's studio, sitting on a bench, I suddenly decided to look through my music that I was about to have for my lesson, as I had about 30 minutes to wait before going in. While I was looking through my music, I suddenly realized that I'd forgotten to work on my etude that my teacher had given me to learn for the week. A panic, panic set in as my teacher was very Germanic, And I absolutely could not tell him. I could not say that I forgot to do my etude Couldn't do it So in my panic mode, I looked at the etude and tried to figure out what I could do Because see in the hallway there were other teacher studios, so I couldn't play so I got my pencil Look through the etude and said, hmm, this I can do, this, oh, that, that, that caused me a problem. What's the problem? Well, the problem is the, whatever the problem was. And I would circle it, and I would put a little funny face to remind me about what I had discovered while looking through the etude. And so with that, I walked into my lesson he looked at me and asked me for my scale and I I played my scale and then the moment of truth came as he asked me to play the etude that he had assigned to me i took a deep breath looked at the areas that i had encircled and started playing the etude for the first time Well. When I finished, I knew it was all over. I knew I was going to get, you know, yelled at. Well, my teacher, with his stern face, looked at me and said, William, that was the best day etude that you've ever played for me. I don't know what you did, but keep doing it. Well, I took to heart what he said and, Fact fact is that that's what I did for the rest of my life with etudes, as I always searched in a new etude for those areas that caused me problems. Well, as I am now in a more respectable age, I understand etudes maybe a lot better, as I see them as small pieces, musical vignettes, that are centered around one technical aspect, just like I learned at that very young age when I forgot to do my etude. So I think that the first thing we need to understand is exactly how many etudes are there? Perhaps even before that, to discover what I believe to be the order of those etudes by difficulty. So let's see, for me etudes start with the German violinist Heinrich Ernst Kaiser and his 36 etudes. And then we go to the Austrian violinist Jacob Dönt with his 24 preparatory etudes or caprices. Those are the Opus 37 etudes. These are followed by the French violinist Rudolf Kreutzer's 42 etudes or capriccios And these are followed by the 24 caprices written by the French violinist Pierre Rode. Oh yes, I was given the 42 or Etudes with the second violin part. Yeah, you know, duets with or Etudes. And I play them with my students as it serves to wonderfully illustrate the musical values found in etudes. So, up until now, we have 126 etudes in total from Kaiser to Rode. Now we have the German violinist, Frederico Fiorio, who wrote 36 etudes, which are followed by Jacob Dunt yet again, who wrote 24 more advanced studies of caprices in his Opus 35 We end with Pierre Gavignès, who is French and wrote 24 etudes. There are as well the Wieniawski etudes, or caprices, opus 18, but I rarely use them with my younger students, so I will not include them on my list. So counting from Kaiser to Gavignès, there are 210 etudes. I remember once considering that if it took two weeks, for example, to complete an etude, then it would take 420 weeks to complete them all, or over eight years. Well, I once asked a colleague who performed all 24 Paganini Caprices at the age of 18, if he could tell me how he learned them, you know, How long? When did he start? How did he learn them? Well, what he said was that he learned 12 of them before he was 16 and then had to learn the other 12 in the two years that followed his 16th birthday. So I considered what he said and tried to map it back. Let's see. The first two caprices surely took him, I don't know, three, four months to do. Uh, Let's round it off. Let's just say it took a year. After that, the remaining ten must have taken him, I don't know, if he did three a year? Four a year? So why don't we say that would be, what, two to three years? So we've got three or four years to have completed the first twelve caprices. He told me that he had done this, remember, before the age of 16. So, let's just stretch it. Let's say four years, okay? So, that would mean that he had to have started doing the caprices when he was 12. And so, if he would have done all 210 etudes, say one every two weeks, this would take approximately... Eight years. (laughs) He would have had to have started Kaiser at the age of four? Maybe even three. I sort of doubt that this occurred, even though he was quite prolific. So, with this in mind, I've organized etudes by skills. This means that I teach by skill and not in. A numerical order. For example, starting with the first quarter Etude and going all the way through them, all the way through all 42 of them. Now, do understand that I'm not the first teacher to do this. My teachers, such as Stephen Clapp and Dorothy DeLay, always encouraged me to take material and organize it in a way that both reflected my teaching goals and helped me navigate students through the myriad of information so I do encourage you to take this idea, manipulate this idea in a way that helps you understand the benefits of an etude study in this way. So in my vision of etude study, my main categories are intonation, vibrato or trills, shifting, arpeggios, octaves, sixths, rapid left-hand passages, sautier, martelet, thirds, string crossings, mixed intervals, up bow staccatos, three note chords, ricochet bowings, tenths, and finally, mixed media, etudes with mixed points of view. As you can see, these categories are as well divided into subcategories. For example, arpeggios, which I divide into detached, slurred, and mixed bowings or in octaves, which are divided into detaché, slurred, and fingered octaves. Dividing them into more specific areas is obviously helpful to respond in a more clear fashion to the student's needs. Now, I'm sure that you've noticed that I did not use all the etudes. Well, the criteria that I used to decide which etudes I would use was based entirely on my musical taste, which may or may not coincide with yours. This, to me, isn't the important point. What is important is ordering the etudes to fit your specific needs, your particular curses. So that's it for this video on Etude Organization. My name is William Fitzpatrick, and I am the Timianka Professor of Violin at the Hall Musco Conservatory of Music, which is located on the campus of Chapman University in Orange, California. I am as well the Artistic Director of the MusiShare Young Artist Program, which is located in Costa Mesa, California.